Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil and Scott as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello everyone, welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Usually I have something sarcastic to say, but this time I don't. Uh, my name is Scott, and I'm joined by the boys as usual, Shane. Ahoy, hoy. And Philip. Hello. Today, we are reading Chew, Volume 1, Taster's Choice, uh, from Image Comics, written by John Lehman, and art by uh, Rob Gillory. Gillory? 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 Yes. There we go. So we are reading uh, Chew, and before I get onto the synopsis, uh, I will will say hi to. Uh, Seeming quite bad today. We've got the Funky Gibbons in Heidi Ho, and we've also got Martin in as well. Evening all. Seems like a thin crowd today, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll thicken out uh, later on. Um, but we'll yeah, fill so... up on yeah. viewers oh, as we yeah. go. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so yes, this, if anyone hasn't read this book and uh, uh, wants to understand what it is, then um, Shane gives it gives a little inclination there. So this is a story about Tony Chu. He is a, a kibopath, and he's in the Im- employ of uh, the Special Crimes Division of the US FDA. He's a very special special agent, and he's able to get psychic uh, impressions from whatever he eats uh, and as bad as things have been they're all it's always going to get worse in this story uh, it just seemed to kind of snowball so yes that is the gist of uh chew can can you pronounce that word again what he is what's he called? i've always in my head i've said it as kibopath okay but like you say that as if it's normal is that is this a thing like you know i have no idea i've not looked into it <laughs> it just it sounds like it's really you're really confidently saying that that it's a real thing that if i eat something i ain't gonna know like where you've been what you've been at and who you've killed and so yeah i mean who knows we'll have to look into it did john layman make up this or was it a real turn let's have a quick look <laughs> let's have a quick look <laughs> you also forgot the idea of um chicken uh prohibition Yes. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so this story, this story is a bit weird. It kind of begins, and it says like bird flu uh, happened. It killed like 116 million people in the world, uh, and they're blaming chickens and they banned chickens, and uh, they then made a replacement called chicken, but spelled Y N instead of E N, and uh, then chicken became a thing on the black market. I pronounce that as chicken. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Shane, do you want to kick us off? Do you want to tell us what you thought of the book initially? I bloody loved it. I had so much fun reading this. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was clever. I thought it was interesting. I was going to say unique, but um, while talking to my other half, I realised this is quite similar to iZombie, who eats brains yes. to solve crimes. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was great. Um, good pick, Scott. Well done. You oh, can retire you now. The, the, yes, yes. <laughs> it's the been a long time since you said that. I know. The reason I picked it was because um, I've seen, uh, you know, Dean, who was, used to be on the show, he uh, he was posting reviews of every volume of this story. So I read the rev- his review for the first one. I thought, that sounds really cool. And then after that, I didn't read the reviews. I just looked at the stars that he was giving it. Like, this is this seems quite consistent and this seems quite good. I didn't want to read the reviews. I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. And then, and then uh, Triple G, good old P, uh, he loves you know he loves a good story. And when he said that he enjoys this, uh, then obviously I thought it was a no brainer. Um, Liam is jumping in. He said he thought it was pronounced Sibopath. That's why I was taken from it. Mm. But I just wanted to know if, if it's a real word, just you know, in case like there's some sort of. Uh, 
mystical or some sort of cult of people out there who think they can do these kind of things, you know? <laughs> well, the word at the beginning mustn't have something to do with food, mustn't it? Um, it's got to be something to do with ed- eating, edible. It's like if you search that word, it's going to have something to do with that. Just yeah. like pyrokinesis and tactile yeah, telekinesis. Yeah. So, um, see, reading this first issue, by the way, like I straight away knew this would be up Shane Street. Um, kind of government conspiracy comedy. It kind of, uh, <laughs> I just, I just knew that, like, the, the avian or, whoops, or what, what's the word, the, the bird flu, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the government are telling you this. I said, hey, Shane's going to love this. He's going to love this. So he is because of that. But also the art. Like, I think the art's fantastic. And that kind of sketchy, crooked style. But it also reminded me of Kaiju score. was very yes. similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I knew you were a big fan of that. So that's, that was my first initial thoughts. The thing about uh, Chew, it's kind of been on my radar the whole time I've been in comics. Like It was one of the first books I was recommended. It's like a, a fun... I don't want to say throw away, but like not too serious. Nothing you could you could delve into too deeply. It's just a good fun story. And uh, Rob Gilroy or Gilroy, whatever it's pronounced, he draws and writes a book called Farmhand, which I collect in single issues. Which is obviously similar art style. It's his art style, but the same kind of wackiness, the same kind of idea. And I just think that they have these like silly ideas, and they're just they're just running with it. Like the idea of like you know you can taste someone's blood and just like discover like all the people he's killed and where he's hiding the bodies and who they are and what, where they're from and so on. That's just, this is what comics is about, surely. Of course it is. It's like, yeah. you know, it, it was a really fun concept, wasn't it? And it was, it was totally just a, a wild ride from start to finish. I thought like each issue was just totally mental. And if, if you look at where you start and you look at where where it ends. You're like, how the like, how did he manage to fit all this mental <laughs> stuff in between? Um, one thing that uh, Shane and I picked up, Phil unfortunately didn't, um, was the fact that everyone's name uh, had some sort of food related thing in there. Shane, you wrote a list down, didn't you? I did. Yes, I wrote a list of all the characters. So you have Mason Savoy. Um, Obviously, Savoy Cabbage. Uh, D-Bear, his name is Deshaun Berry, which, again, obviously. <laughs> Chew's um, boss is called Mike Appleby. Uh, one of the victims that we find out quite early on is Elizabeth Bacon. <laughs> um, his love interest is Amelia Mintz, um, M-I-N-T-S. Uh, another victim is, uh, sorry, the killer's name is Tracy Lee Cobb in a cop salad yeah. um, and another victim later on in the book who loses a finger and we later find out it's dead is Evan Pepper <laughs> so every character has food in their name somewhere and then talk about the planet because you were the only one to look into this nerd <laughs> so there's a telescope um, in Russia that's paid for by Russia and the US and it's sole job is to look at this one planet that's it and the planet it's looking at is called um attilus 738 and i i assumed it was food related so i looked it up and um artocarpus attilus <laughs> is the latin name for a breadfruit so it, it was named after a fruit this planet whatever that is, so whatever like... that is. <laughs> Kudos to you for looking that up, but also kudos to to John Layman for for deciding. I will everything that has a name. I am gonna somehow incorporate a food in with that name. But you know, this is this is the cool thing. Like Phil now and Connie as well. She's in as well. Um, she said she didn't notice that either. So it must have been done. Like it is quite natural to be honest. And I think the fact that Amelia. Her surname Mince is spelt with a Z at the end. So that's like one other thing to throw you off. And if you don't know these foods, like if you don't know what a Savoy cabbage is, you're not going to pick up that, you know, Savoy is, is a food and stuff like that. And that, that Attilis one, no way. Yeah. You know? Well, there is another one. Another victim was called Pam Whitaker. And Pam is a spray oil that you get to cook your food <laughs> in. So I. <I'd- laughs> Just wanted to throw that one in there as well. Too far, too far. 
Um, yeah, uh, we've got Kev as well. He's just said popping in to say hello. He will catch us on the rewind. Thank you very much, mate. See you later. Um, yeah, and Blue Sonic as well. He was saying this reminded him of Kaiju Score Two. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was reading it and I was like, this is like something, but I'm really glad you've brought it up. And um, yeah, that was definitely what I was trying to remember. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of wrote in, in my notes, it, it is quite unique art. And I know we've seen it in Kaiju Score as well, similarly, but it's it's unique, but not not in a bad way. You know, I thought I thought it really kind of suited uh, the, the style of the story. And um, I really loved how it was like gross in some parts. Like uh, at the start of issue two, where the old woman's complaining about her burger, and he goes to like pick his nose, and it's just like a big blob of snot on, on his on the end of his finger, and it's quite graphic. And I like to read these while I'm eating my luncheon work. And, uh, <laughs> Wrong. Uh, yeah, I had to just put my food down for a little bit while while I was reading those those bits there. Um, but yeah, but the quite first liked... the first issue starts with um, a clerk at a mall spitting in a coffee as well. So yeah. like they both start really gross. Yeah, it just kind of reminds me of that like Cartoon Network kind of uh, vibe. You know, even with the grossness, like again, like Rocco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy, that kind of idea of the big, the big booger and the the snot and stuff. And even obviously, you see other things throughout the whole book, and there's a lot of blood as well at times, also and. Uh, uh, rotting flesh at times. It's just that's quite gross, but like comical. It's that's that's comical. Like. Yeah. Uh, Connie says that some of the art was brutal. The decomposing finger center over the edge. As in what to the point of putting it down? Like just what part? Just looking at the finger or watching him eat the finger? Because they're two separate oh, scenes that were both uh... gross. And eat the finger when he didn't even have to because they already ID'd the finger. <laughs> Uh, Andy is in evening guys thank you for joining mate Uh, yeah and Connie says she apologises for not sending a page in she only just finished the book 15 minutes ago so did I (laughs) well done well done Um, does anyone notice how muted the colours looked in this nothing was really vibrant was it it was all quite toned down a bit I didn't um, notice, I, but now you've mentioned it. Yeah, I kind of. You're right. There's no. It doesn't pop at all, does it? No, I'm trying to think. Is that because of like we're trying? We're living through like the the drab detective life, you know? Because all whenever you read or see like detective type things, they're always kind of slightly dulled down. Do you know like, what I mean? Like uh, match that? like the crime noir kind of field uh, book. Is that what you think? Yeah, well. Yeah, I just mean just the fact that... The you only know, parts that really had colour were the parts of Amelia. Yeah, that's true. Bright pink and the love hearts and stuff. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, notice yeah. until you just mentioned that, but yeah, I can't think of any bright pages or panels no, now. But, Thanks, I mean, they're, they're also trying to portray this kind of way of living. I mean, they, they don't have their KFC, so they're going to be miserable. If you can't get a KFC popcorn chicken meal, like, you would be quite sad and depressed and stuff, wouldn't you? When his when his brother was making that um, was it a chicken soup or something and he's like using the chicken alternative but he's like yeah. I meant to say this is going to taste the same but it's terrible all of you could go f yourselves he's like f the government f this f this. <laughs> proper goes into one over chicken and I'm like I like chicken but I don't think I'd go that crazy if there was no chicken in the world but if you were denied it by the government Shane you would be all over that oh, I'd be would. the guy at the beginning hiding the breast and the drumsticks under his jacket as he I comes running out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah Connie agrees the snot was vibrant uh, but the uh, the rest of the class were kind of dull and it gave her like crime noir vibes um, and she says she wouldn't mind being in this world she doesn't eat chicken she would thrive wow. how does she mm. not eat chicken I don't understand maybe she's a vegetarian or a vegan I don't understand oh. what's that what is that <laughs> that's someone that oh, just okay. eats beef don't it's get okay. him started. Don't get him like, started. I know. I know you're a boomer. It's fine. <laughs> boomer. Um, should we? Uh, well, sorry. One thing I really, really liked about this art um, it wasn't really the art. Really, it was more the sound effects. Um, it was. 
for some reason, I really noticed them. They popped out a lot, and and even um, the speech bubbles as well, where you know they were cold and they had like yeah. icicles come off them. I thought that was really cool. I I took a little screen grab of the sound effects, like the, the page which I thought had the most sound effects. So here's this. I just love how they were all slightly like gradiented. You know what I mean? They're all like different colors. They all yeah. look awesome. Uh, and they really popped out. I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah. now you say about the colors, you can totally see. Yeah. I didn't notice that reading it, but yeah. I feel like I need to do this again. Did you did you not read this? Yeah, I just I don't think I noticed the colours as much. I think because it was so consistent throughout, I didn't mm. feel like anything was missing. So yeah. I think that's on me. Nice catch though. Thank you very much. I mean, you did say earlier on that you read this in an hour. Like you told us on the WhatsApp but you read this in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's a really quick read. It's a quick read, but should have stayed for the details, man. Well, I did. How do you think I got everyone's name down? And I <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. got all you my spent, food pumps. Yeah, you spent all your time just, uh, yeah, just Googling names. <laughs> and I had to get the Google Translator out at, out at one point to read the Russian. Oh, because I didn't yes. know they were going to put the translations at the end of the bloody book. I did the exact same thing. Why would you do that? Just put an asterisk and just put translated from Russian. That's all you have to do. Don't make or me get to the end of the book. Look at the end of the book. I exactly. didn't. I didn't do any of this. I just assumed we were not meant to know. They're just talking Russian to one another. No, so so I didn't. The end of the book. Yeah, so, so I've missed. I've missed about two pages worth of story. No, like honestly, it's it's barely it's nothing. Like nothing. It's no, nothing like of note it's, to the story. It, actually, it is because it shows that Mason is not working for the government. He says he. I'm. I'm my own boss. He's like, I don't work for the man. I'm my own boss. Uh. And it's like, oh, that would have given you a clue that he was going to turn. A good few pages before it actually happened. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, should we get to our page then? Yeah. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at our pages. Okay, first up, we've got Shane. Tell us about your page. So I love, like, the background jokes that they put in books, you know, like um, in Sock Girl and in Sex Criminals, I would, my pages were because of the background jokes. And I really like this page. It's set at McBeefy Burger. And if you look at the road, the sign um, right here, where are we? Here. Um, the N is missing from Come Dine With Us. And it says, Come Die With Us. I thought that was a nice <laughs> little touch. And then down here, there's a sign on the wall that says their food is made with 98% fat. <laughs> 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 Which just made me laugh quite a bit. I really this, enjoyed that. This page also offended me. <laughs> because in the shop window, a sign for sausage roll. But it does not look like a sausage roll. It's like they just don't get it. So they don't know what a real sausage roll is. Oh god! It just looks like they've wrapped like a little bit of pastry around like a sausage. frankfurter, like, like a like frankfurter, a yeah. like a pig in yeah. a blanket. Yeah, that's not a sausage roll, guys. Sorry, massive feel ruined. One in a ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Phil, over to you. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the art was fairly good throughout. I quite liked it, and I wanted to capture that speech bubble effect that you were referring to mm. with it, you know, being cold and stuff. Like, obviously, his tone was kind of cold, or that's what's trying to portray. But I just thought this was quite cool and funny at the time. So they were going to retrieve this body, and uh, obviously, to I assume to eat on it and get some answers. But they had already cremated the body. So, and this woman, forget her name, but her attitude was stinking. So he turned on the fan, opened the urn, and then obviously all the the human bone dust, whatever you want to call it, has been pushed all over the um, the room. But I thought this was quite cool the way you see it kind of thick and then kind of dies down slightly, and you can see yeah. like a clearer picture. But even the pages that follow this, that they're still white, covered in the dust, whilst walking around like the normal, uh, you know, everyone else who's colourful. That was pretty cool. This was my was second cool. page pick. This was my number mm-hmm. two page. Yeah, it was really it's funny because she, she was like, "You can do snark. anything you want with this." <laughs> oh, can I? And he, <laughs> yeah. 
See, it's funny pages like that that I enjoy in a book. It doesn't take anything out of it. It doesn't bring the story to a stop, but it just helps you just enjoy it just a little bit more, doesn't it? 100%. 100%. Uh, so the, the reason why I've picked this book, Dean is here. He is the reason why I picked this book. He says, hey, guys and girls, nice to see Chew on the list this week. I've recently read the whole thing and would wholeheartedly recommend reading on. The whole thing connects and there's no separate story arcs, really. That's awesome. Um, I think the last thing I read, uh, which was like a connecting story over the whole thing, was The Wicked and the Divine. Um, And I absolutely loved how that read out the whole thing. Um, So if that's the same thing, then... I think I'm even more up for it to carry on reading, to be honest. There's quite a lot of volumes. Is it 13? Ten. Is it 10 volumes? Yeah, because I think... Well, I, I hope I'm right. I think there's 10, and then it carries on again with another story called Chew, like C-H-U. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know I don't know how far that along is at the well, moment. They did mention there was three of those uh, Sybil Paths, whatever they're called, isn't it? There's three yeah. do it. So. Yeah. Could be the other person. Dean also says, if I had to bite anyone here, it'd be Phil. You know he's got secrets. <laughs> I do have secrets, but I also think I would be I would be the tastiest, if I'm being honest. Okay. Just, just throw me on a spit roast of our barbecue and you're good. Hi <laughs> G is here as well. Hey buddy, thank you for joining. Lovely to see you. Uh right, sorry, I've nearly forgot to do my page then. Okay, here's my pick. <laughs> this is when uh <laughs> this is when um <laughs> sorry that's done me in um when did this happen uh this is where like amelia hart no amelia hart sorry amelia mince <laughs> amelia, hart. amelia mince uh she is um her kind of organization is being run uh taken over isn't it and um she kind of saves the day by using her special ability which is describing food so vividly you will either love it or you will hate it. And um, so to, to stop uh, the bad guys from shooting anyone, she stands in the middle of them and just and recites a review she has recently done and uh, makes everyone vomit because of how vivid her description is. Uh, and I just love this because Tony Chu, he's obviously found the love of his life and he's so infatuated with her, he is totally ignoring the fact that he's getting spewed on. Um, I, I just think it's brilliant. Like, you know, you can even see, like, the cigarette uh, from the guy's mouth, you know, popping up at the top of the, the top of the vomit, the chunks and everything. Uh, I, thought was, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I thought it was brilliant. It's, it's one of those ones that's gross, but, like, I think, say, brilliant. Gross, but brilliant. Yeah. I think... Also, the cool thing about Amelia was... Well, the clever thing with the writing was when uh, they were saying that she was reciting the review that she had written and, you know, she was describing it so terribly that everyone was starting to feel sick or whatever, but you never actually know what she says. And I think that's clever because no matter what would have been written... Like, we, us as readers, we would have never had that reaction. We would have never have gone to throw up anywhere. So it was definitely the smart move to keep it, you know, to your imagination, really, isn't it? And that's, that's, you know, and sometimes for situations like that, that is the best way to write a situation. Um, So, yeah, I thought that was really clever and I like that. Yeah, nothing's ever going to beat what you can come up with in your own head, is it, for what she said there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do like yes. that her power doesn't affect Tony as well, which is a nice little oh, yeah. thing they've added. Because yeah. he can't taste nothing apart from beats. No, actually, that's not true. Her ability does work on him because he reads all yes. her reviews and he says how he, he finally got to taste foods he's never tasted. But then when she's saying that, he doesn't throw up. That's weird. Just loves it, doesn't he? That's a scare. That's what it is. He's just happy to t- sort of taste anything, I guess. Um, <laughs> Hanan G is also recommending reading on, uh, but also it can get a little bit repetitive, such as uh, I Hate Trevyland, so it did block, tail off. Block Hanan G, <laughs> block him now. It did tail off uh, tail off for him as a, as the book went on. Um, lots of repeating gags and jokes. Um, I can imagine there's only so many food puns you can use, you know, like before you start repeating yourself. Yeah. 
I think it it depends. Uh, it depends what floats your boat, really, isn't it? So, you know, Dean says he's he's loved it and really enjoyed it. Didn't say anything about re- uh, repetitiveness, but Highland G did. So different strokes for different folks, I guess. So um, you know, if this if you have read and and this does appeal to you, then you know, carry on. Just if you like it, carry on in it. Just read what you like. And just for the record, I think I enjoyed this more than I hit Fairyland. Triggered. Me too. Wait there, wait there. Trigger warning, everyone. <laughs> Shane's going to let loose. Um, I'm going to send an email. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Phil, what did you think of the, uh, the writing? Did you ask me directly there, sorry? Yes. Oh, sorry. Phil. Um, uh... <laughs> I can't... I, I, I mean, apart from missing the obvious, like the the food, the food names and things, I didn't really see anything overly clever in terms of like it's just the story moved along. It just it was nice. It wasn't, it didn't drag it down. There wasn't a lot of kind of stuff to explain. Like even like the first page, whenever he, or the first page of each issue, they were kind of explaining this to Tony. They said he does. He has this power. He does this. Blah blah blah. He eats an apple. Knows what tree it came from. That kind of stuff. Like it didn't have to explain anything, which I quite liked. You don't need to. It's 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 a silly concept. It's it's meant to be silly and comical, and that's it. And I thought the comedy was done really well. Mm. And even the idea, like I know Scott, sometimes you say about you discuss these books with your pal at work. And I would wonder, like, what would a, nor- a normal person would think of this book? Like, here's a book about you know somebody eats somebody and eats like a dog and knows everything about that dog and that person and so on and so forth, and they solve crimes. It's like it's like Sherlock Holmes, but like he's hungry, you know. And then uh, Sherlock wait. Holmes with the munchies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then wait, there's more. They've banned chickens. It's chicken prohibition. Like it's like like where's the moonshine? It's just like it's, so, it's such a weird concept. Like this this is a comic book for people who appreciate the comic book medium, if you know what I mean. And I, I quite like the way it was done. It's not meant yeah. to be too serious. That's a comic yeah. book. Me too. Um, going back to you saying that I like to talk about these to my mating work, um, I did talk about this to my mating work today, and he came up with a question, uh, which I just had to ask. I have to ask this here with you boys now. Um, when he eats something from from a person, um, what we were seeing, I'm, I'm imagining we were seeing like his. Uh, we were seeing what we were seeing, what he was seeing, right? And it was like in third person. So if he's eating, if he's eating like the finger of you, Shane, right? If he's eating your finger, but but in his memory, you know, when he's seeing the stuff, um, he is seeing you from third person, like not not seeing out of your eyes. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not point of view. I thought it was third person. Though. I thought, especially with the Evan Pepper stuff. Um, was he the one that was cremated? Who was cremated? That was the, that was like the councillor or something. Wasn't that it? was um, Senator Ham yeah. Antishin. But that that person, all, all he seen was fire and sex. So obviously, this the senator was having sex, and then yeah. the fire is the whole idea of being cremated. So it looked like in the, in those images, like the he it was his point of view, I suppose. But you're yeah, right but... because, like, even the idea of like casing the blood of the serial killer, like you knew all the details. Mm. So maybe it's not fully explained that you see things in a certain point of view. You just you just pick different things up, maybe. You know, it's not right. from third well, person. It is like a psychic ability, isn't it? So yeah. maybe it just does what it wants. But yeah, that was just something I wanted to ask. I was like, you know, like, well, now we've established that it kind of goes. It was first person with the fiery sex scene, and then third person with Evan Pepper. So maybe it is just whatever the psychic ability wants to give him, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't think I noticed because I thought when he eats a finger and you see Evan, I thought he saw. No, yeah, you're right. You see Evan sitting at the table losing his finger. Yeah, but then later when he eats the guy that the killed ashes. Evan or that cut his yeah that cut oh, his finger yeah. off, he sees. Evan again. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is third person now that you mention it. Yeah. Sorry, I've stumped everyone. Um, <laughs> hopefully, 
Dean or Highland G can uh, can clarify it for us. Um, but he is. But Highland G is saying, um, he's not seeing the person or animal's memories so much as seeing the overall history of what he's eating. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And that explains uh, why it's not first person. Yeah. And then Leah said, wasn't it said that it was more of a feeling of memories slash events rather than actually seeing it? Mm-hmm. But like, even if it was a memory. Like, if it's my memory, my memories are first person. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, he's I not seeing know. a memory, he's seeing the history of it. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I suppose it's the universe giving him the image. Mm. Yeah. And then. <laughs> well, everyone's Dina's... got a drone that follows them around. <laughs> Dina's, Dina's saying that he thinks the third person was for illustration purposes to show the reader. Oh, we've got contradictions there. Yeah. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, what, uh, what else do you think of the story overall? I really appreciated that it started out, and the first time we meet um, John Chu, he's on a stake out. I thought that was a nice way to start the book out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what I'm, a great I'm way to start. I miss all you, these. Like... You don't even like food. <laughs> <laughs> My belly would say otherwise. No, Shane doesn't even oh, like Shane, food. Oh, Shane, he doesn't like and food, that's right. And he's yeah. picking up all these food puns. <laughs> I just I love a good pun. I'm I'm a sucker for a pun. And when he starts his new job and he gets all the files and he's like, oh, these are going to be hard to digest. Then his boss is like, taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, I really enjoyed all the puns in the book. It's it was fun. fun. There's certain yeah. things too that like the the boss, for example, didn't like the guy, and it never. I'm not certain he's to explain why he doesn't like him, but give us something like you know maybe he's like. I don't know, slept with his wife or something. You know, just give us a reason to hate the guy. He didn't really. He was a a psychopath, wasn't it? It was just because uh, he yeah, knew no what he was. Yeah, no one liked them. No one that worked okay. there liked them. I suppose you're right because they they mentioned later on in the line when they were he was picking up the evidence box that someone else was trying to like you know, slag off these special people who could do this and do this, or whatever. And yeah, yeah. maybe that you're right. They don't like them. Yeah, yeah. I do think it was a little bit inappropriate having John Chew eat a dog, though. Um, yes. Having your Asian character eat a dog in your book is a little bit insensitive. Wow. I hardly even thought of that. Um, <laughs> but the thing the is, job, mate, what I don't understand is that in, the, in that aspect of the dog, so Mason Savoy ate the dog because he wanted to see what people were coming in and out of that apartment. So why did he keep it? Why did he evidence? Why did he bag it and then keep it? You know, for future reference, it's like. Surely, yeah, but that's a way. I take a cut out. So why is it in the evidence bag? Just, just dispose of it. Because they keep everything. They say that at the start that they keep everything. And if they, if there's some record of him having a dog, it would have been suspicious if he hadn't brought the dog back. So he mm. still had to keep his cover. But it was in a red box as well. Like it's just like the most identifiable box. <laughs> Here's a, it's like this if you were playing a video, a video game for example, you're strolling through the universe and you see something out of the everything else you know you need to go searching in that box you may as well have put neon arrows pointing come look at this one here exactly but i mean if you didn't find the box then we wouldn't have inclusion to this arc i'll just go on and on and on so yeah fine yeah that's true um i want to come back to what i said earlier about how this was a totally like mental ride and just so much happens and i think for me like the uh, the uh, peak of this was when they were in the uh, the telescope place, telescope building, and you had the observatory bikini clad uh, Russian ladies <laughs> um, shooting like AK forty sevens, and there's a llama there, and uh, everything's just everyone's come to snow. They got a bar full of alcohol they're just doing drugs and drinking and they're supposed to be looking at this planet and it was just like i was like what the hell is going on this is mental i thought it was a money laundering thing right so i thought they were sending them excess money and then they were sending it back to senator but they were keeping the excess money because they were like it only costs like four million a year to keep this place running and they send us 50 million so we just buy whatever we want and now we're bored and it's like what it is mental. So for, for anyone who hasn't read, I'll give you some clarification. I took a screenshot of like the aftermath of the fight that goes on in the observatory. And <laughs> I was almost on this page myself as well because uh, 
It's just hilarious. Yeah, it is just so much going on. This is like one of those things that you just look at it and look at it and you just see more and more and more. Um, like, what's that chicken doing in the bottom right corner? Um, There's also you know... granite, granny porn on the magazines on the floor. It's, it's, <laughs> I, can't remember the, I can't remember the name at the top of my head, but it's, it's basically like a porn mag of grannies. So. Oh, so weird, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just it's a wild ride. And then, and then, was it like after all that had happened, um, you see that something, you know, the planet that they're watching, we get like a to on the planet that they're watching the uh, Attilis was it 782 or whatever it was and the bread planet <laughs> the bread planet and it just gets totally destroyed like it shows that there's life on it and all of a sudden it's just obliterated and uh, um, you know I'm assuming that was what they were supposed to be watching for um, or were they stopping it from blowing up by doing something with the telescope like they were slightly moving it each time was it the fact that it was pointing at them that that set the their planet on fire yeah because the the planet all of a sudden like it, it got brighter like as if like you know the flames are coming so maybe that telescope like magnifying glasses yeah thing. like it meant about the size of the mirror that that would they would look to show it and stuff so maybe there's something in that yeah maybe they were supposed to like move the telescope every evening so the sun doesn't reflect its rays directly at this poor planet and because they killed everyone <laughs> at the observatory whoops oops Ah, it's only a civilization. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is really a, like a joke or am I being silly. Like it was twenty-four light years away. Yeah. Not twenty-four million light years. Twenty-four light. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that? Yeah, on it wasn't purpose? that far, was it? I, I mean, I'm not saying I can walk or anything, you know. But I'm just, you know. Maybe it's going to take you twenty-four years at light speed, which we don't have at the moment. So it's a long way away. I know, but <laughs> it's just like you never see twenty-four light years. You say twenty-four million light years. That's just like, you know, if you're watching like a <laughs> like a space program, you know. I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, I just thought this was just. I'll say it again. This was a wild ride. From yeah, Saturday. I mean starts off with we're just doing a normal stakeout to see if anyone's yep. got some chicken we'll find a serial killer serial killer will attack my partner i'll join the fda i'll fight the yakuza i'll go to russia and fight some russian models uh, you know it just just seems like an austin powers movie <laughs> the way it progresses <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah this is mental and i loved it i was i i loved the ride it was really good fun um, and I, I do really want to read on, even though I am seeing in the comments now, Highland G is saying that for him it was um, the intros that he was getting really tired of, the intro pages. Um, and Dean said he was getting tired of all the puns and he was praying for the puns to end. So, you know, maybe maybe if you are going to read this, maybe read it like one book a month. You know what I mean? One volume a month. But uh, he, he Dean has confirmed that there's there are 10 for this, 10 volumes for this story. I don't know if I can do 10, 10 volumes of food puns. This, this is the thing. I mean, I, I could see it having 10 volumes, like for the kind of the overall connecting story, certainly. But you also have to fill it in with some puns. Like you couldn't lose that aesthetic by still continuing the story without the puns. So I get why they have it. But again, until obviously we read on and going by Dane and Highland G, they're saying that it's got legs. You know, it, it can go for the 10 volumes and still be enjoyable. But if you take all the puns away, even though they were sick of them, would it have the same impact? You know, so I feel like you can't have to accept them almost. Yeah. Still sick of them, but you accept them because you want to get the end of the story. And that's that's what is good for me in terms of if they've read on, they've read to the end, they've stuck it out, and they're saying it's worth it with the puns. So it must be good. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm looking I am looking forward to reading on, definitely. Um Connie said she really enjoyed the book. It was a good story and like it was a good introduction to the world. That's what she thinks. Yeah, it and, was. Uh, Dean is uh, replying to you as well. If you like volume one, you'll love the rest. So let's just strap in now, boys. Here we go. The next the next nine episodes from us <laughs> is just going to be <laughs> Chew. That'll be um, So you read, you'll read 10 Chew volumes, but you won't read any more Batman? What? Nah. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Um, the 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 one thing like I was trying to think of like um, what questions do I have because I know this is such a big story. What questions do I have from this uh, volume that I would like to be answered? And 
one of the the probably the minor ones but it's really like in my head is what the hell was that fruit that that guy was showing the security guard to show to Amelia Mintz? It was an Attila 738. (laughs) There was a page where... uh, uh, must have been the, the the scene whenever the they were held at gunpoint and she done her whole big thing, whatever. So your man chews at the front and the background you seen the guy approach her again with the box. Then you see another panel of her looking at the box and then the next yeah. panel they're away. So she's obviously intrigued what it is herself. And of course you see them in a limo or a plane or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, in a plane, yeah. Yeah, in a plane. So you're right, that's obviously something I want to know what it is. Like they've laid that seed. I want to see where that goes. Yeah. Um oh, but also pan. Oh, I don't even mean the <laughs> but, um, that guy, by the way, who who held that box was a, a creepy looking guy. Oh like, yeah, he was really creepy looking. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to offend anybody. He doesn't look like I know, but he was just creepy. I just didn't he like was a look at him. Dead ringer for that old um, that old actor. What's his name? I did have to look him up because he was so familiar from the old timey like black and white movies. Uh, Peter Law, you 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 probably would have recognised him. You would have seen him in cartoons and stuff. Um, can you see? Oh, okay. this guy, okay. Peter Law. He's an old, like, black and white film actor. That's who I thought he was modelled after when I read it. Sorry, Peter, for calling you creepy, but this guy <laughs> was creepy. <laughs> so, did is there anything that you're like? dying to have answered or things that you're hoping that will be explained more in the story see i really liked mason savoy i just thought he was cool and obviously it turns out he was somewhat the villain of this story but his story overall doesn't seem like villainous obviously it's for the greater good he's he's willing to sacrifice some people for the greater good which is obviously due to the bottom of the conspiracy uh conspiracy what he thinks it is anyway and i think that am i right was his wife died in the is that right this way for so he has he has his own motivations and there's a scene where he's like wearing a biker jacket and whatever else he just looks like he's he's cool and um i want to see more of him and what his story is and i hope he goes the whole 10 volumes as well because the scene where he came in with like the ninja i don't know what they're called the like raphael's Hi. weapons what are they called? Hi. Hi. and then he's throwing the ninja stars he was cool and he was huge Kind of reminded me of me a little bit. <laughs> cool guy, funny, can uh, fight. Handsome as hell. Handsome. He had a mustache though. I I I I, I struggle with a mustache. He had a good mustache. You know, there's always room for improvement in there. You can always there's always a goal. So if you can grow the mustache. Then, all, then you can go to all the Comic-Cons and you can just cosplay as... That's my cosplay, Mason Savoy. No yeah. one probably know who it is because, I mean, it's not Spider-Man or anything, like, still. Who's that? Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Spider-Man? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, Mason Savoy is cool. I want to see more of him. Yeah. But I also kind of want to see, you know, there's still unanswered stuff, like even with the, the, the brother, uh, I forget his name, Chai? Yeah, chow. Um, chew and chow, wouldn't you? Yeah. Chow, chow down, chow, food, chow, chow, chow see another yeah. food pun, yeah, it's there. <laughs> oh, God help us. But yeah, it's, <laughs> there's this is for the first volume of the book, and with it being 10 volumes, I think they've laid the groundwork really well to want you to read on. Um, there's enough here to kind of keep people interested to see where the story goes, because other than explaining what what Chu can do, nothing ha- has happened in terms of like changing anything. And you know, like the banning of chickens or the, the bird flu. There's no explanations here at this point. So yeah, I want to see all that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hopefully, the government will get found out that it is it was a conspiracy and there's an, a massive like reason why chicken is banned and was bird flu manufactured and you know all this kind of stuff so it, it'd be really interesting to to read on and see and see how it goes but these kind of stories probably feel like conspiracy theorists in real life you know just just replace the bird flu with you know covid and stuff you know is it manufacturers of the government trying to control us what's going to be what we're going to ban so yeah 
this this is the kind of stuff that fuels Shane. <laughs> For everyone listening on the podcast, I'm I'm just subtly pointing at Shane every time uh, he mentions <laughs> anything about conspiracy theories. Um, um, yeah. What I'm interested in um, at the end when Savoy takes Chu's ear. Mm. Um, obviously he says it's to get his secrets to find out his family so he can hurt them but I'm wondering is that when the history of that person stops now that he's severed the ear or because Chu is still alive if say he came up with a plan to stop Savoy and he ate the ear would he know the plan or is it just from that moment that he took the ear Mm. do you think there may be some sort of like psychic link between like body and you uh but you're also asking Cause, if, cause if that would be quite interesting. If he comes up with a plan to stop him, and then Savoy takes the nibble of the ear, and he's like, "Ha ha, I know your plan." That would yeah, be but, quite. But that would be. But then, uh, not that any of this makes sense. But like, if you if you if you remove the ear a year previous, the ear doesn't have memories. It's an ear. You know? But it's not about memories. It's about the history of the person. And since the person mm. is still alive, does he get well, the whole history of the person? That's what I'm wondering. If you mm. think of it this way, the the finger. He was able to taste the finger, but couldn't tell where the guy was, or since he was the finger was severed. Oh. You've been uh, you've been answered. Ah. Here you go. Uh, hello, thank you for joining. Um, it's only up until he took off the year. Oh, good. See, that's good then, because then Chu can come up with plans to stop yeah. Savoy, and yeah. Savoy won't know. It was just something I wondered. So, whenever the guy lost his finger. They sure they couldn't find him. They couldn't find his body after that. So that, that does make sense then. Because if it, yeah. if they if they were able to find out afterwards where he was, that'd be grand. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. This isn't the question that I want answered in future volumes. I just kind of want to point out some of the comedy and the things that made me laugh. Like, um, so at the very start, his partner, who I quite liked his partner. You know, the the first partner he had in yeah. the first issue, um, John Kilby. That's the one. Even though they didn't get on and whatever, uh, the fact that he takes like a, like a what do you call it, <laughs> big knives, those big kind gotcha. of hats over there, yeah, just to the head. And he still survives. But he was in the hospital bed. <laughs> this is the point where Chu is kind of telling him this, like he's met this girl, which is like she's so <laughs> yeah. lovely, and tells the whole story, and then realizes it's the wrong person in the <laughs> hospital bed, covered in bandages. And uh, so then he just goes, oh, sorry, sorry. And then he goes to his partner's thing, goes, ah, oh, what's up? Long time. What's new? Nothing. He didn't, <laughs> he, he didn't want to tell the story again. It was just, I think, think about it. Was good. Just how horrified that guy looked, the original guy. I was like, who are you? Like, why are you telling me this? Like, go away. Uh, it, was, it was just really funny. But it's also weird that there's two people in the hospital at the same time, like, full bandaged, you know. I, think oh, you're stop I thought you were going to say, yeah. yeah, it's weird that there's two people in a hospital at the same time. <laughs> well, there is. There should be more than two, but you get what I'm talking about. <laughs> They're full, fully bandaged up. You know. Yeah. 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 Any other comedic bits you enjoyed? Again, you, you pointed out with your page with the idea of him being in love with your woman for your name, Amelia, and then obviously just getting sick. Like, that can maybe laugh out loud as well. Um, there was just multiple things. Um, Mainly to do with the fact that, like, 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 even like, Chew, like, he's a police or he's a FDA agent or a police officer, and he just want to be called a cop or an officer. But he's all, almost a wee bit, I don't want to say dumb, but clumsy as a detective and a bit, a bit silly. And even the guy with the, uh, in the in the McBeefy takeaway, yeah, how he thinks he's been really kind of like, what's the word, like. I'm not gonna give the cops nothing, you know. And he he walks away. He's with his mates. And I'm like, yes, here, yeah. <laughs> like it's like just, it's just it's all high. It's all I really I really did enjoy that scene where where Tony Chu was just turned around and started speaking to Savoy as if it was someone like ordering a hit on on the uh, the Burger Boy's father. And he was <laughs> like, right. oh no, you know, yeah, it's okay. Um, we'll just uh, we'll just kill him. That's fine. We'll just you know. And he was like, you could see him in the background like freaking out and. Uh, I he's like, like pull it to the head. No, take your time. He's like, no yeah, rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I really I really enjoyed at the beginning when they're doing the stakeout for the chicken place and Savoy comes, takes over the case, and he says they can go in and eat. And Chew and his partner are in there, and his partner's like, don't order a beet salad. 
He's like, just order chicken, otherwise they'll know you're a cop. And he sits down and he go, they all he orders his fried chicken and his chicken this and chicken legs and chicken everything. And he goes to chew, and what would you like? And he goes, What's the soup? And the waiter goes, Chicken. <laughs> that did make me laugh. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So many like so many great comedic moments. Um I can't think of like any bad things really to say about this story. Like uh I don't think in this volume the humour or puns or whatever were too overused. I don't think they were overused at all. But I feel like if they if they don't think of any more original stuff like this for the future, then we may have the problems that Dean and Highland G mm-hmm. have mentioned that like we may get just either too used to the puns or fed up of them. Uh so yeah, so at the moment everything's cool, everything's peachy, but I think if we read the whole story maybe it would drag. Yeah, I think I mean I think it's limited. It's it's gonna be a limited thing in terms of like what they get how, how many times can you do it, I suppose. And that's it's like a fear I have with it in terms of like I don't want to read the whole thing and then start to lose interest. You know, want to be intrigued the whole time, but also want to get the end of the story. And that's something I kind of um, uh, when I say apprehensive, it sounds so dramatic. I'm so apprehensive with this, but I just mean like it's just something you would think about. Like, does this have legs? And um, it sounds like it does, which is good. You know, I I definitely think you know as as a concept, just you know, a person who can psychically see what uh, what's happened to the things they've eaten is a great concept. It's really simple, but you can you can run with it in as many directions as you want, really, and. Yeah, it's very clever, very uh go on. Why beets? Why can he eat beets and get no psychic flashes? It's such boring food, isn't it? I imagine. <laughs> I think it's just like it, they just grow, don't they? They just grow out of the ground and people just eat them and that's it's, it. I, I don't know what came out first. Did 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 Chewie come out or did the, the office, the US office come out? But the fact that if you watch the US office, Dwight Schrute likes beets and it's a beet farm, like as does character, because beets is so boring. Someone who likes beets or eats beets or grows beets. I mean, just it's just a character trait which I think is hilarious for no reason other than that. Just throw beets in here. I, I mean, I don't eat beets, so I wouldn't know. But uh, I don't yeah, know what beets is. Yeah, what what what, what, what are they called in, in the UK? Beetroot. Would that be a beet? Oh. Yeah, that's a... what I thought. Is that not a beet? I don't know. I thought a beet was. A... Well, when he's chopping it up at the beginning, it looks like a. Like a red beetroot. That's I, wondered... I don't know that my beetroot pickle on the job. I would like that answered before the ten volumes are up. I would like <laughs> to know why beets have no psychic impact on him at all. Be quite interesting. Well, Highland G did mention somewhere in the chat before that vegetables don't have memories or feelings, so maybe that's But he still yeah. sees apples and oranges. Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise he would just be fine as a vegetarian, but Yeah. You know, but like, like it was. I think it was interesting because you had him and Savoy. They were both cyberpaths, and Chew didn't want to eat a lot because of all these memories, and he was quite skinny. But then Savoy was really fat, so obviously he didn't have that problem with seeing what he was seeing from the food he was eating. Um, Liam has confirmed for you it is a beetroot as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, it's quite interesting that, you know, maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but the psychology behind them both, you know, one is really bothered by what he's seeing and by what he's eating, and the other one just isn't and is just massive. <laughs> but the Did other one has else... different motivation to try to get to the end of it, so he doesn't care as much. Yeah, so that's he wants true. To get to the bottom of it. Mm. That's true. But did anyone else think Savoy was not... Um, that didn't didn't have the same ability as Chew because we didn't really we didn't see him use it, did we? No, we yeah. Just, he just kept I, mentioning that he had it, that. and I was like, yeah. "Oh, maybe he's lying." Yeah, yeah because maybe. even the even the dog, he didn't say at that point. Whenever he was questioned with the dog, he didn't say he seen people. He said he went to see if he if people were coming out of the apartment, and that was yeah. Chew. He said it, I think. Hmm. Yeah, like, we did. We see haven't him. seen him. You do see him eat people. There's one person he does eat. No, you do. Um, I think it's in. I think it's in the Russian bit, uh, in the 
in the observatory. There is what definitely one scene where he does eat someone, but I don't think you see. I don't think you see him see anything. So is he is he just putting it on? Is he just eating someone just to save face? And has he kept the year in a little bag to give to the the third Cyberpath to to kind of get the information from Tony? Maybe he just had the power, but it's it's dwindling. So he needs something new, i.e., Chew, because it kind of kind of manufactured Chew going on to his force, didn't he? Because he was obviously yeah. a normal cop going to stake out, mm. and straight away he wanted him on the FDA or whatever it was called, and like he kind of made that happen because he thought there's a guy who could do what I could do but he has his full powers where I don't because I think Chu said himself at the start he hasn't really fully realised his what he could do yeah doesn't fully understand it yeah because he does say to him he's strong doesn't he because he um, when he tastes who does he eat someone and he gets a single drop of um, Savoy's blood and he has the white flash at first and he doesn't understand what the memory is yeah and then later that night he can't sleep and he sees what Savoy did and he says wow you're stronger than I thought you were he went. I, there was like a single drop of my blood in there. So yeah, he is strong, but I don't think Savoy has powers. I don't think he does. I yeah. think he's a fake. I think he's a charlatan. I think he's just a cannibal. <laughs> just a cannibal. I don't remember him eating anyone. I'm going to have to go back and have a look. There's definitely one bit he does eat someone. It's like a purplish-looking panel. That's all I can tell you. Um, I'm going to go yeah, back and have uh, a check. I think it's like issue three or four. Definitely have a look. I'm hoping someone can help me out in the comments, but no one is. Um, should we go to our thoughts and scores? It is about that time. Yeah. Um, oh, Connie is with you there, Shane. Uh, I don't <laughs> think Savoy has powers either. Nice one. Say, yeah. good. Mm. Right. Get on to thoughts and scores now. Uh, you know the score, everyone in the chat. Please do give us uh, your score, and uh, we will add it on to ours. Uh, and we will start today with... Shane's thoughts, please. I really enjoyed this. Um, I enjoyed the art. I enjoyed the comedy. I enjoyed the concept. I enjoyed the story, the pacing. There's not much I didn't enjoy in this book. Um, a few minor nitpicks that I wouldn't even bring up because they're so minor. I had such a good time reading this. I mean, I read it in an hour. That's not just because I read fast. It's because I wanted to read on. Um, at no point did I want to put the book down. I wanted to read on and I was a little bit disappointed when it ended because I could have quite happily read another two, three issues in this story arc. Um, we've said everything because it is just, we've just been super complimentary because it's such a good book and I would like to read on, but I think I am going to take my time mm. because I don't want to get tired of the puns because I enjoy a pun so much. Like I, I love a pun <laughs> and this book gave me plenty. Um, so I'm going to, I think this will get better. I love the world, the concept. Um, I'm going to be quite conservative with my score because I can imagine me scoring the second volume higher because the world has already been created. And I think at some point we are going to read the second volume. So I'm going to give this an 8.5. Really enjoyed it. Conservative score, 8.5. Sorry, Kingdom Come. What? Conanville, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think? I am going to give this a conservative score um, because I think it will get better as also. I, I feel like this is limited. I know it sounds like I, I, I'm dogging it. I'm not really enjoyed it, but I think there's so much more to come. So I can't. I feel like I can't give it to you a score because if I really enjoyed it in the line, I don't know if I could ever give this like a, like a, like a 9 or 10 overall because I don't know why. I just For me, it doesn't fit that kind of criteria. I feel like I enjoy Kingdom Come slightly more than this. Oh, but the, you dare. But, but they're two different. They're two different. <laughs> yeah, they're two different exactly. genres. Yes, yeah, you can't really compare them. They're not comparable at all. Um, yeah, enjoy the artwork. I quite like that style. Um, I think it suits the, the comedy. Uh, again, if you had something too dark or gritty, it just wouldn't work. You have to have this kind of crooked and weird style of art, the kind of grossness of it, and. Uh, yeah, writing style, story, concept, all all good, all enjoyable, all entertaining. And like, for me, the big thing is like you're going to read on. That's I feel the same. I'm going to read on, not yet. When I have time, maybe volume two will come some point in, in the nerd herd. But yeah, um, so I will give this a conservative score of seven point five. 
and that's room for that that's room to go up you know for, for the next volumes kind of pick up and stuff so that's right you don't have cool. to justify your score phil you're but, allowed to score a book whatever you want <laughs> i was i was haunted down after kingdom come just by sheen alone it's still are, mate. still are. Yeah. um okay we're still getting some scores in let's go ahead and see what everyone has given it so far uh so connie straight up i'm gonna give this one 7.5 thank you very much Highland G, i give volume one an eight awesome uh dean uh i think as far as first volumes go this is a damn near perfect for a series like this 8.5 uh but he says but i'd have no problem rounding that up if forced <laughs> was that depending on phil's score was it um, and then Martin, he says, for a first volume, I really enjoyed it. The story made me laugh at multiple points and has left me feeling like I want to continue on to the next volume. It's a 7.5 from me. Awesome. Uh, I'm hoping we get one from Lee. I know Lee's read the book as well, so let's wait for that as well. Um, my views, um, this was a very cool story. Um, I knew I wanted to read on as soon as issue one ended. Um, I knew I wanted to carry on with this. Uh, you know the like Phil said the the art style matches this quite perfectly. It didn't bother me at all, and if anything, I think it kind of marries up quite well to the style of story this is. Um, there's so much uh, so much praise to be given for this story. We we haven't really said a bad word about this. Um, there's so much to question and to ponder to think about and to hope oh i wonder if this will come up in the next volume or in or in future volumes in, in 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 the future and i thought there was an absolute great balance of puns and comedy and nothing felt overused or too much um like in i hate fairyland um <laughs> and <laughs> Um, but yes, but uh, I am also going to be uh, no. I'm not going to be conservative. Uh, I am. I'm trying to get away from the the thing where we give scores based on if we think it's going to improve or if it's not going to improve. I'm going to give this score the book the score that this book uh, deserves in my opinion. I'm trying not to base it on the future or the past or anything. Um, it it is an eight point five for me. Nice. Nice. Uh, we've had two more scores in. Comic Bound. Uh, it's just popped in. Am I here in time for scores? Yes, you are. Uh, 8.5 for you. And uh, Liam has said, I really enjoyed this. The art uh, the art was, I'm going to say, done really well uh, with the toned down colours uh, with um, very choice pieces popping out. Story had me thinking, laughing, and just overall enjoyment. We'll read on 7.5. It feels like it's been a while, Scott. You've had a book, a pick, but you've like enjoyed the comments from everybody. (laughs) He might enjoy the comments, but he's not going to like having to change the leaderboard. (laughs) No. Um, Well, will I change the leaderboard? Let's see. So, you guys, uh, with all of your scores, you give it an average of seven point nine. Add that on the sev- uh, Phil's 7.5, Shane's 8.5, and my 8.5. This uh, gives us a total score of 8.1. Ooh. Does that hit the top 10? Oh, yes, it does. Let's see where it does come on the top 10. <gasps> it pushes down Oops. Sex Criminals, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and The Crow coming in no at seventh place. Is that no joint six, isn't it? Eight point one with Kill Sorry, Lock. Sorry, yeah, joint six with the Kill Lock. Yeah, you're right. Well, nicely done, Scott. Well done. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> and here is the rest of the leaderboard for you all to see as well. Awesome. You have to change both now. <laughs> 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 thank you very much thank you this is why that. he picks bad books every other time there's less work to do he just, wants, an easy time. he just wants to get the lowest score every time so it's just, just add it at the end yeah that's it that's all i want to do uh but yeah that is it from us uh we will tell you what we've got coming up in a minute uh thank you very much uh, everyone who has watched uh let me just roll this vt so you can see what we got coming up
Philip, please do us the honours and tell us what you've chosen. Yeah, we are reading Black Widow, Volume 1. Uh, it's from Mark Waid and Chris Samney. This has been on my list to read for over a year, like before the Black Widow movie. So we're not too far behind. We're, we'll catch up. But yeah, Black Widow, Volume 1. Awesome. And there we go. Well, I'm hoping everyone is looking forward to that. And we will see you all next week. Same time as usual, same place. Uh, the last thing for us to do now is to just uh, wave you all goodbye. Get your waves out. See you soon, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs>